Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on both iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've come to call it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road uh, by way of Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter who is a past nominee for Dallas Best Female Vocalist, got music placement on the Discovery Channel, had her lyrics featured in an international stand-up to cancer campaign that had support from two prominent faces from Hollywood. She was featured on the cover of Regional Musician Southeast and is working on a new album. You've been hearing one of her songs called Mr. Radio Man. Please welcome Hope Cassidy. Hey, you guys. How are y'all? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, thank you for making the time to do this today because uh, I know that you were so sick that as recently as, uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was the day before, you were even considering heading to the emergency room. But uh, you're just always burning the candle at both ends, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mom taught me just performing as a kid that the show must go on. So <laughs> trying to cowgirl up. I'm not, still not feeling my greatest, but I've got a bunch of shows in Georgia, so I don't want to let my fans down. Um. I would suggest that you are a nominee then for the Workaholic Poster Girl competition, if there is such a thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If there's well, an award for that, I could probably... Yeah, check, <laughs> check, this, out, check this out, listeners. Hope has played at venues and festivals, uh, including CMA Fest, shows ranging from Alabama to Texas to Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi. Um, wow, it's surprising that you're not sick more often. <laughs> well, I try to stay healthy when I'm on the road if I can. So yeah, that's uh, take that's, lots of vitamins. Yeah, that's quite a schedule. <laughs> I mean, you 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 pack them in. You know, playing back to back nights is is almost uh, I would say a norm for you. Yeah, absolutely. And like this Saturday, I have two shows. I have a festival during the day, uh, the John Cole Festival in Georgia, and then you know that. Evening, I play over in um, Rome, Georgia. So, yeah, it's just, I'm trying to make the most of the time I have, you know, when I can get out and tour because I spend a lot of time in Nashville too writing. So, um, you know, the days that I do have free, I try to get out and do shows and meet fans and all that stuff. So. And then after playing those two shows on Saturday, I imagine that uh, you probably will have played the night before and or you're probably playing on the day after. Yeah, I play. Um, I play tonight. Um, this Friday night, and then Saturday two shows, and then Sunday I I will play at Roswell Tap in uh, in Roswell, Georgia, wow. and then Sunday wow. at Eddie's Attic. Wow! So. 
Now, you're originally from Alabama, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, listeners, Hope held the CD release party for her, like a movie scene CD uh, in Alabama, which was a smart move, by the way, since CD release parties will just get absolutely buried, uh, lost in Nashville. So although you live in Nashville, you kind of favor Alabama in terms of going back and forth there, yes? Yes. um, You know, for me... Um, my very first album running in November, you know, I released it out in Texas. And so, um, you know, I, I really, I had the urge to do it at home, but, um, at the time I just couldn't make it happen. And, and this time I was able to make it happen. And I did it in the courthouse from the movie to kill a mockingbird. Um, so I was able to do it in my hometown in a really historic room. And it just meant a lot to me because I, I saw that the, the play and reenacted in that room for years, and I always wanted to play a show, a musical show there. And our concert was actually the first concert they had ever had in that building, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and we the, sold it out. Yay! Yeah, and I, and I had the honor of being there in, in what was a very a very tough ticket to get. Um, but but somewhere in there, you, you said something that I, I want to go back to because uh, although you held the CD release party there in Alabama. You actually recorded it in Nashville, though, yes? Yeah, I recorded. Um, the CD uh, was produced by Gary Vanneman, uh, who's actually uh, the guitarist now for Tyler Farr. Um, he's on the road with him. But um, he, he and Roar Rosita's helped me produce that record at Omni Studios in Nashville. Yeah, and so I want the listeners to hear that, that, you know, um, that's kind of... Uh, the diversity that that you're displaying, um, you know, in terms of recording in one place and doing a big launch uh, somewhere else, and and amidst all this playing that we're talking about that you do, you also market yourself as a speaker as well. Just talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, actually, um, I actually was diagnosed a few years ago with MS, multiple sclerosis, and um, throughout that battle, I. You know, I was asked one time uh, from the National MS Society to, to come and speak about my story, and it was such a moving experience for me, um, and so, so rewarding on a very different level than just performing music that uh, I began doing it quite a bit. So um, I don't do it as much as I, I do performance, but I, I have been doing quite a bit of it lately. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me from the road, uh, she lives in Nashville, Uh, On the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, it's singer-songwriter Hope Cassidy. Visit her website at www.hopecassidy.co, and that's Cassidy with a T, so C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. She is also all over social media, so be sure to find her on Facebook, Twitter, Reverb Nation. The list goes on. She's everywhere. Purchase her music, too. She's on iTunes, cdbaby.com. You can even buy direct off of her website. And, of course, be sure to check out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there. And please subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Thank you uh, to everyone who has been uh, posting on the Now Hear This uh, Facebook page and writing the nice reviews uh, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Hope, it seems like every time I sign on to Facebook, one or more of my Nashville 
contacts, my Nashville friends, is posting about having done background work on the TV show Nashville, and you are among them. Um, even even though these parts are are just background work, no actual lines, not performing music, is this still a fun change for you in the entertainment world to get exposure to the production side of a major television network show? Yeah, I actually um, I actually fell in love with that process. Um, just watching it all take place, um, it made me really um, just kind of get a fire under me for film and TV work. Um, wow. So I've actually got gotten um with a casting company now for some commercial ads and things like that so i'm i'm actually broadening my horizons because of it so it's exciting wow that is exciting um so let's talk about your upcoming new album uh what is the update there? What stage is it at? Is is there a projected release date? I, I know you're also going to do uh, crowdsourcing, uh, crowdfunding in conjunction with it. Yeah, I'm actually going to release a Kickstarter here in the next couple weeks, so everybody please be watching out for that. I'm really excited about this record. Um, it's going to be... Um, we don't have an official release date. Um, we've already got a lot of the songs written for it. But it's going to be a fan-based project. I'm really going to lean towards to my fans to help me make a lot of the big decisions. So we're going to test out some songs with our fans and, you know, let them kind of be involved in the process and choose which ones they like and help them pick the cover photo wow. and things like that. So it's going to be a really interactive project. Um, you know, they're the ones that have been so loyal to me and listening to my music for so long, so why not involve them in the process, and especially if they're going to help me fund it. So. Absolutely, and, you know, in, in this day and age of... Uh Gosh, I want to say society being taken over by social media and, and, and engagement, you know, being such a buzzword. Uh, I, I I dare say that um, as innovative as that sounds, it's it's kind of overdue. You know, I'm, I'm taking my hat off to you. I'm doing it in an indirect way, but uh, yeah. it's, you know, it's okay. about time that somebody, uh, you know, put that equation together. Is, is, is this something that you came up with on your own or do you have a team around you that's, you know, kind of kicking these ideas around with you? Well, this this whole project, or, or as far as this part of it, really involving my fans, it really came when I sat down to write my storyboard for the Kickstarter. When I sat down to come up with that idea for the you know the crowdfunding campaign, you know, I was like, if they're really going to be funding this and they're going to be you know pre-purchasing CDs and and giving as much you know or as little as twenty five dollars and as much as five hundred to five thousand. Why? Why can't I involve them in this process? And you know that that was really the question I answered. And I was like, well, I can. You know, I'm an independent artist, so I can do that. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, very much so. And um, just anything uh, that that you are willing to kind of tip your hand on a little bit, just in terms of uh, you know what maybe the tone, the theme of the album is going to be, how many songs, uh, th- that type of insight. The. The amount of songs will totally depend on, you know, if we reach our goal uh, and if we exceed that goal. I'm expecting about an eight eight to ten song album uh, if we reach our goal. Um, if we don't reach the goal, then, you know, I'm still going to release an album. Hopefully, you know, it'll be a five-song EP or something, but it just all depends on how much funding I can raise. But um, the tone of the album is going to be a lot more Americana this time than just country. Um I've got a lot going on with uh, different people writing with and some influences that are happening right now that's going to 
that's going to really, um, really kind of, I don't know, form this project. It, it, it's all going to blossom um, as, as we all write together. So excited about it. And so clearly, uh, this this project as well uh, will also be recorded in Nashville. Yes, it will be. Uh, yeah, um, I'm assuming it's the same studio. Uh, I'm looking around and talking to some some different producers and things like that. But it will definitely involve uh, Rory from from Omni again, Rory Rosetas and, and Gary Daneman and Jason Schmidt, who was my drummer, has been a big part of helping me, you know, kind of pre production wise. So. And now you've also got some exciting news relative to signing a publishing deal. Yes, I just recently signed one, and y'all be on the lookout. I'm going to make a big announcement about it. Uh, it's going to help me with pitching music to you know other artists as well as uh, licensing and film. So I'm I'm super excited about that. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I'm I'm really kind of diving into more of the t- music for TV and film thing right now so signing that publishing deal is going to be a huge um uh, a huge help in getting my music placed yeah this is obviously an exciting time for you and i would say that i mean knowing you the way i do i know as i said earlier on that you are a workaholic but when you've got a new cd coming out you've got a a project that you're going to involve the fans in so much, you're signing a publishing deal, even when you are sick. I, I think all those things that I just listed uh, really kind of fuel you to to keep pushing yourself anyways. Yeah, definitely. You know, I did about 200 shows last year solo, and, uh, and, and it really by the end of the year, as far as being able to have time to be creative and write, I didn't have a lot of that time because I was doing so many shows. So when winter hit, I sat down and just wrote. <laughs> and I mean, I would write three or four songs a day. Wow. You know? And uh, and with this publishing thing, I've been you know really focusing on on writing you know at least five five to six songs a week. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's a really creative process right now and creative time for me. And I, it, it does make me excited to get up every day and, and keep working hard. And so the rest of this story is that you are going to get a chance to go play several shows up in Alaska. <laughs> yes, Alaska. We are uh, super excited about that. Um, just elaborate on that a little bit, because that's, you know, I mean, I listed off all those states before. And, uh, you know, taking nothing away from Alaska, you know, certainly there's live music there just as there are in the other 49 states, but it's not it's not one of the first states that rolls off of someone's tongue when they're talking about everywhere that they've gone to. So um, just elaborate yeah. for the listeners about, uh, you know, what you're going to be doing up there, how long you'll be there, that type of thing. Well, right now we're looking at a three-week tour, but it's also expanding. So I found out some news right before I actually talked to you. Um, today that uh, we may be extending it to a month. Um, so could, everybody's just really receptive to, to us coming. Basically what happened was I got involved with two people from the North that created the North American Music Exchange. And what that is is a cultural program that allows Nashville acts to go and tour Alaska and experience the wildlife and the culture there. But then also at the same time take you know, take the tour with an Alaskan artist that's already touring and then bring that Alaska artist back to Nashville and have them come play the Southeast with us. So it's going to be a huge time for just, you know, great creative exchange between artists that, you know, are in a totally different environment than we are 
and then, you know, at the same time, build some new fans and, and expose people to our kind of music. So. That's a, that's very exciting, and it's a and it's an interesting project. Does it just to clarify? Does that mean that uh, the Alaskan artists that you'll play with up there? Does that mean that that same artist or artist plural will play with you in Nashville, or is it no? They'll just send us whoever from Alaska. It just depends on who who is interested in doing the kind of exchange with us. Um, we have Anna Lynch that uh, on board for the. She's our Alaskan artist that's going to play with uh, with us. So we hope to bring her over to Nashville. So, you know, um, it's just a matter of logistics and scheduling at this point, you know, getting her back after we go over there. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the other thing I wanted to bring out is uh, you know, Hope is married, and here she's talking about being in Alaska for three weeks and now the fact that it might get extended to a month. And I think that's important for people to kind of hear, uh, you know, the fact that she's driving to a show right now, the fact that she's playing two shows in one day and a, a you know show the day before, and Alaska could be three or four weeks. Somewhere in all that, you need to have a personal life, but, you know, yet we keep talking about how driven you are and, and how hardworking you are. And these are just kind of, you know, and, and hope I'm speaking, by the way, to, to the listeners, you know, that are the up-and-comers that have downloaded this podcast yeah. because they want to learn from you. And I don't want yeah. them to have rose-colored glasses and go, wow, that sounds cool. I'd love to go play up in Alaska for three or four weeks. Well, yeah. <laughs> she's going to be away from her husband for three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this this career is not for every the personality type like you really have to learn how to balance things and I can't say that I'm perfect at balancing things all the time um you know but I do I, I'm very aware of when I am off balance and I'm working too much and not you know not doing enough you know me time you know so it's just a matter of finding a good balance between you know working towards your goals and, and you know and keeping a personal life at the same time uh, you know, like I said, it's not for everybody, and there's a lot of people that get into it that realize that they've got to sacrifice a, lo- a lot more of their time than they're willing to, and they they get out of it and they go, you know, do something different. So, you know, it, for me, it's what I love to do, and I can't see myself waking up and doing anything different. <laughs> well, it was said on the podcast last week that 600 people a week move to Nashville, uh, but 1,200 people a week leave Nashville, and and I would ask you i mean it would wow. you would think that perhaps uh perhaps some of them are finding out what you just described you know that if you're not really if it's not for you and you're not willing to put in the time um you know that maybe you're gonna you're gonna go there again with those same rose-colored glasses and find out that it's not it's not just i showed up in nashville and now i'm gonna make it yeah you know for me um bruce i I, I see a lot of new artists uh, because I host a lot of songwriter rounds and things like that. And, you know, I really, you really have to have, you know, some guts and, and a thick skin in this business, especially when you get to Nashville because, you know, publishers and, and record labels are in, in the business of saying no a lot of times, you know, a lot <laughs> more times than they say yes. So, you know, you have to really be able to accept and handle rejection well. And, uh, and you have to have, have an open mind um, to also listening to people critique you and, and tell you what you're doing wrong. Because there's a lot of times that if you close your mind off to those things, somebody could have given you advice that could have helped you, you know, uh, make a song a hit, you know. And if you turn away from that, you just got to have an open mind when you get here. 
Um, definitely. And a thick skin. And, and just don't let it chew you up and spit you out, you know, because it's, it's a tough town. It really is. But, well, yeah. Um, but it's where, you, it's where you need to be if you want to connect with songwriters and, and get into this business. Uh, and the part that I was going to tack onto that is you have to have a smile on your face as these people are critiquing you and telling you no. <laughs> you know, but well, I mean, number one, you know, because the last thing that you want to do is is stand there and, and you know, be egotistical and say, well, I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. My music is awesome. You know, but like you just said, you know, smile and listen because you may you may pick up some helpful tips along the way in that constructive criticism. Exactly, exactly. And I've seen both. I've seen people handle it with a smile, and I've seen people get up and walk out. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen it all, you know. Um, and, and like I said, that, that all has to depend on your attitude coming into it. You know, if you look at it as everybody's got an opinion. Now, there have been songs that have been turned down 17 times before they actually got cut. You know, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Stills' song that Rascal Flatts cut. Um, you know, I got to see him perform live and he talked about this one particular song that, you know, over and over and over again, people told him it was too sad. It was too sad, you know, and then he finally got, it was one of the biggest cuts he's ever had, you know, wow. uh, when he finally got it. So you can't, songs don't have a shelf life if they're a hit song. They really don't. Um, I think songs that are hits are timeless. So, you know, to strive to write songs that aren't aren't going to have a shelf life and you can keep pitching them for 10 years because it is a 10-year thing, they say. <laughs> I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me from Nashville, well, she's on the road today, but she's from Nashville. On the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, it's singer-songwriter Hope Cassidy. Visit her website at www.hopecassidy.co, and that's Cassidy with a T, so it's C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. She is all over social media, so be sure to find her on Facebook, Twitter, Reverb Nation. Uh, the list goes on. She's everywhere. Purchase her music, too. She's on iTunes, uh, cdbaby.com. You can even buy Hope's music directly from her website. And be sure to check out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R for the spelling challenge, as I like to say. And sign up for the e-newsletter there. Subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And by all means, uh, please be active and not passive. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's Bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is remember that there are countless others doing what you do and trying to make it also. Obviously, you need to have confidence, but don't be cocky. If you think you're God's gift to music, you probably aren't. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Hope, you are just all full of news. Um, You've been a solo act, uh, but have just also recently announced that you formed a duo. And actually already have a date set for the duo's debut show in Nashville. Um, Tell us about that new endeavor. Yes, um, and I almost spilled the beans when we were talking about the Alaska tour because <laughs> Adam Stewart and Kate Unger are the two that developed the North American Music Exchange. Um, Adam is my duo partner. He's a fiddle player. He also plays guitar, cajon, and um, and some other instruments and harmonizes really well. He's a, a fellow songwriter. 
and he's toured with me um, off and on this past year. And just getting to know him and, and being able to uh, collaborate with him, we really kind of found a musical kind of spark there. So we decided to create a duo. And uh, we're working really, really hard for that project. And although I'm releasing two records this year, um, I will release a Hope Cassidy record. Uh, but it, it will have a heavy influence of the duo in it as well. And then we're also doing an acoustic record for the duo, which will just be me and an acoustic guitar and a fiddle. So... Wow. And uh, the name of the duo and, and this show in Nashville? Um, the show in Nashville is called Made in Nashville, and um, and it's in September. And, oh, you're going to kill me because I can't remember the date right now. Um, I got too many dates in my head. All the more but, reason uh, for people to find you online and look that up themselves. Yeah, find, yeah it's on my Facebook page right now. I just posted it this week. But, um we're going to be revealing the duo that day in September in Centennial Park in Nashville. And, um, and the name is ALA, and uh, it's A period, L period, A period. And it stands for the first three letters in Alabama and Alaska. Um, ah. Because he's from, he's, from Al- he's from Alaska originally, and I'm from Alabama. So worlds apart, but we have found some creative ground that's familiar between both of us, and we've built on that. That's cool. Yeah, that's neat. I like it. So, uh, the North American Music Exchange, when you were talking about it before, when we first started talking about Alaska, that sounded to me like maybe it's an established uh, program that's been around, but now I'm guessing otherwise. Did did he found this uh, North American Music Exchange recently? And Kate Unger, who is uh, a music business student, um, this is kind of their baby, and they developed it, and it's going to hopefully be not only just between Alaska and Tennessee, but, you know, eventually um, other places and, and kind of serve as a cultural music exchange that can connect people in communities through music. That's great. I, I, I love the concept, and, and uh, hats off to him, uh, you know, for, for conceptualizing it and, and, and now launching it. Mm-hmm. Um, hope with this all... Will, this will... Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. This will be our first, uh, their first um, tour for the North American Music Exchange. So we're excited to see how it how it all comes together, and then um, you know, hope to continue annually to Alaska. And and you read my mind. I was going to ask you if this is something that uh, obviously you know will be followed up by by another visit uh, to Alaska at some point in time. Right. We eventually want to get to two tours per year. Um, but right now, it's, you know, until it grows, it's going to be an annual thing. And is it uh, something that you're going to have to see how it goes the first time, or are you just so excited about this that you're kind of saying, hey, I hope I'm the one that does it every time there is one? Oh, I hope. I hope I'm the one, but, you know, we'll see. I, Alaska has a lot of, you know, uh, unusual terrain and, and things like that, so I'm, I'm excited to experience it, but a little bit scared and you know, nervous too. That's a long <laughs> way from home for me. So. Uh, with all the shows that you've done, so many of them in so many places, is it possible to pick out one that just really stands out as as your favorite, as your most memorable? Um, you know, that's a good question. My my CD release party was pretty emotional for me because my dad was sitting in the front row. Um, and a couple years ago, we almost lost him, and, and he hasn't been able to be a huge part of 
my performing life. I'm like crying right now. Sorry, <laughs> but um, but he we almost lost him a few years ago, and so for him to be able to be there and be a part of that was pretty emotional. Well, and not to mention, as you, as you said before, it, it bears repeating to do a CD release party in the courthouse from To Kill a Mockingbird and, and to be the first concert done in there, you know, I, I didn't know what your answer was going to be, but it doesn't surprise me that you're pointing to that CD release yeah. party because the venue, the emotion, I mean, it, it just had all the elements uh, that would make for it being, you know, the first highlight that comes to your mind. Yeah, it really was, you know, it, it really was. And my dad was in the front row, and he was choking up crying. And I, I couldn't look at him constantly because <laughs> I was going to break down. But we ro- we rocked it out. We had a couple sound issues because of the room was round room, so it's a very interesting room to DQ but, um, or to run sound in. But, uh, but it, uh, overall, it was perfect. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better CD release. I just hope I can top it this next year. <laughs> we'll see. Well, have you uh, have you even gotten to the point of starting to think about that, starting to plan that yet, or or is it uh, you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there? Right, I, I think I'm just more immersed in the music right now. I'm so um, so focused on making this album, you know, the best that it can be, and then presenting the options and the choices that that my fans can help me with in such a way that they get excited about it too. Um, that's really where my focus is right now is getting the material and then getting it out there to the fans and letting them kind of help me fine-tune the process. Well, and uh, you also mentioned that you'll be launching your Kickstarter campaign soon. Um, Even even if I'm wrong on what I'm about to say, it it won't matter. Uh, I was going to ask you, you know, I I, I think that you have done a Kickstarter campaign before, but... um, you know, even if you, even if I'm wrong and you haven't, you obviously have a good enough feeling in your stomach about crowdfunding or crowdsourcing, as some like to call it, uh, to go ahead and, and launch uh, the the Kickstarter that that you're about to to put up. You know, Bruce, I looked at the numbers. I've been kind of, to be honest, I've never done a Kickstarter, um, but this. You know, this was a little, I was a little nervous about um, about that process. But once I looked at the numbers, if everyone that is a friend or fan on Facebook, even, um, of mine, would just pre-purchase a CD at $15, we would meet, we would well exceed the goal that I have set. So, you know, I'm just looking to the fans to kind of show the support that they can and, and you know, hopefully pre-order a CD. And then we can make the record. So, yeah, and I guess um, I don't. I don't want to say you never know until you try. But because it is uh, such a common vehicle these days, you see so many people using Kickstarter, Rocket Hub, whatever your preferred uh, crowdfunding site is. Uh, you know that, like you say, you know you, you do a little research. You, you try to make some projections, and you know you can sit there and and wonder and speculate all day long will i reach my goal but until you launch it you know i I guess you just don't know you don't know and even during the process a lot of my friends have done them and they're like you're not going to know until like really the week of um the final week because a lot of people wait and procrastinate to to make their purchase till the you know or their donation till the final week yeah so it's 
kind of a scary ride because if you don't get your goal, if you don't achieve your goal, you don't get any funding. You know, so that's that's a little bit you know nerve wracking. <laughs> Well, and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I was just going to take a moment just to educate uh, some of the up-and-coming listeners that say, you know, yeah, I should do one of those, too. Uh, you know, there are some websites that, you know, I mentioned Rocket Hub. You know, Rocket Hub works a yeah. little bit differently. If you don't meet your goal, you'll still get the money, but they will take a greater percentage of what they take uh, than if you do meet your goal. So uh, if any listeners out there are considering launching a, uh, a crowdfunding campaign, just you know, research the website yeah. that you're going to use. Hope is choosing Kickstarter. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them out there, but, but listen to, to what she just said uh, because you know, there is a lot of work to, to be done here. And uh, you, know, you could be trying to raise, I'll just make up a round number and say $10,000, and you could raise $9,100. And once the deadline passes, if you don't raise it, you get zero. Yeah, Grace, you're absolutely right when you talk about doing your research for Kickstarter. You know, I did a lot of research going into it. I did realize that there are other options. As as you said, you know, instead of losing, you know, the funding completely to give a bigger percentage of it. Um, but I kind of chose Kickstarter for, for my own, you know, purposes and for my fans just because I kind of like the all or nothing, you know. Um, it kind of gets fans excited about, you know, let's make this happen kind of thing. So that's really why I chose Kickstarter. But definitely do your research. Find the crowdsource or crowdfunding that's right for you. And make sure that you have a lot of time to devote to it once you start your campaign. Because you need to be on the computer every single day, um, you know, several hours a day to, to promote it. So. Yeah, I like that, though. I'm, you know, embracing the... the the sense of community, combining it with the sense of urgency and, you know, kind of rallying everybody yeah. together. Um, Hope, you post, uh, speaking of being at the computer, uh, you post a lot of inspirational statements on social media. What words of encouragement do you have for the up-and-comers that are listening to this and, and just really finding themselves having trouble holding holding it together in, in what they're doing in music? You know... My motto, and this is a this is a huge kind of philosophy of mine, is that we have strength in numbers. Um, a lot of people try to do this alone, and there's no way possible that you're ever going to accomplish your full potential or, or what you could accomplish if you do it by yourself. Um, if you just you know try to book your gigs by yourself or try to you know try to market yourself, and, and, and you're you're doing this constantly by yourself. Um, you know, you're, you're only one person. And, and as a musician, we know we have to wear many hats. And I'm not saying don't do that because I do that every single day. But do believe that, you know, people out there will help you. You know, call people for, you know, ideas about places to play. Some people will have connections, you know. Reach out to whatever resources you have in your network of people you already know. Start there, and then you have a kind of a support system, you know, to move forward from. And especially musicians. Musicians have helped each other out, you know. It's kind of just a, a non-spoken kind of code. We always help each other out. So reach out to other musicians that are out there doing it, you know, and ask for their support or help. And that's good to hear you say that because I think too many people don't see it as, as the tight-knit fraternity that you're describing. Everyone thinks that it's so competitive that... You know, turning to another musician uh, is a sign of weakness. You know, this is my competitor. You know, why would he or she possibly help me? So it, it's it's good to hear that come from you. You know, uh, Bruce, I've experienced that competitiveness as well in certain cities, you know, where 
you know, people are kind of like, this is my stage, this is my time, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. and, and that's, that's just a personal attitude, and, and you're going to come across people that are like that, but, but for the majority rule that I've found in, in touring, you know, solo for so many years, I have had a huge fraternity of support from musicians out there, you know, helping me find places to stay, even, you know, putting me up at their house, you know, um, just a huge amount of support. It's like a big family, and, and it really, you know, it makes this business enjoyable because you're not alone. Uh, we're into the home stretch now. Um, we started off this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment with your song, Mr. Radio Man. The listeners did mm-hmm. not get to hear the whole song, uh, but just just talk about that song a little bit. Um, Mr. Radio Man was kind of a kind of a kind of a playful song that uh, a, as much playful as it can be about kind of lost romance or whatever. But I was just driving in the car one day, and I was kind of going through a breakup and. The the radio man, Mr. Radio Man, the DJ, played exactly the song I needed to hear at that exact moment. And for me, I was like, "How did he know that?" You know, and it seemed like it seemed like the follow up song was exactly the the next thing I needed to hear. You know, and I was wow. like, "Gosh, they re- they really have a sense of you know what's going on." Which really, he doesn't. He just you know got his little playlist. But for me, it was just kind of quirky because every time I get in my car, I, I see what's on the radio, and it seems like when I turn the radio on, there's the song that I need to hear for that moment or that day or that feeling or whatever. So. Um, maybe maybe in that moment, maybe God is the DJ, and and unbeknownst yeah. to you, no one else is hearing those songs. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, it really is when when that happens, you know. Uh, then I'm happy to say that the listeners will get to hear the entire closing track, one of your songs called Sweet Southern Sun. Uh, a little insight into that one. Oh, I have a good story for you for that one. Awesome. Um, so, so Sweet Southern Sun, um, I actually we had just moved to Nashville. The May floods happened. I don't know how many of the listeners or you guys remember the May floods, but it really, it flooded the Grand Ole Opry. It flooded everything in Nashville. And um, so I had really gotten to a down point at that point. You know, I was in the flood for four days, and after we got out of it, it was just insane. So, like, I needed a little break. So I headed down south to the beach, and um, I was down near, you know, Gulf Shores or whatever, and that's right about the same time that the oil spill was coming in. And uh, wow. and I don't know, I don't know what it was. It just felt like this big cloud, you know, was kind of following me. Yeah, and, the apocalypse. And it was, yeah. And I was just like, what is going on? And there was so much sadness down there uh, at the time because of the oil spill, and everybody was just so much fear. We were just sitting, staring, watching the news, you know. And so I just found a little studio that was next door to this little peaky bar and they said I could come in and write a song so I curled up in the window still feeling the sun on my feet and I wrote Sweet Southern Sun and that afternoon I played it at the peaky bar for about I don't know five people including me and the bartender (laughs) and the couple that was the couple that was running the studio Beats and Hay Studios at the time um and and one of the founders um Jim Coughlin was there, and they decided to sponsor my song, and they created a single, and um, wow. we, they took me to Nashville, and I recorded with Grammy Award winner Glenn Duncan. Uh, he plays the fiddle on it, and, um, you know, it was really a, the beginning of my dream coming true, and it all came from kind of 
just a really bad, you know, couple weeks that had happened with the floods and then going down there and the oil still happened. And Sweet Southern Sun was kind of my love song for the beach and uh, in that area. So that's a that's a great story and it's it's great testimony. I mean it. You know, part of me wants to say it's making lemonade out of lemons, but I think it's, uh, you know, the reward for perseverance. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, I keep thinking that the perseverance is like my key to success, so I keep holding on to it. And it, and it gradually, you know, baby steps are happening, and, and, you know, baby steps become bigger steps, and, you know, and then they just, you know, you start accomplishing things, and you look back. Like, I looked back five years ago, and I was nowhere near where I am now. So, yeah, perseverance, I guess, does pay off, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not unlike the uh, the four Ps approach that I like to tell people that now here this takes, which is patient, polite, professional, but persistent. And so uh, you, you... I like that. Yeah, you and I definitely have the persistence in common. Uh, before we go, though, tell the folks about your Tips for Tuscaloosa program. Well, Tips for Tuscaloosa kind of evolved out of a monthly songwriter night that I host down at Billy's in Northport, Alabama. And um, Billy's and I um, really wanted to find a way to give back to the community. Um, you know, I used to work in nonprofit groups. I don't know if you know this or if we've, we've talked about this, but I used to work for homeless shelter um, with teens out in Dallas. And, um, since I, I left nonprofit and working for charity organizations, I've really missed that sense of being able to connect with the community and give back in a, in a different way other than music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to connect the two. So that's really where Tips for Tuscaloosa came from. And basically what it is is we host a monthly songwriter night uh, once a month at Billy's, and we allow, um, we choose a charity and we allow them to pass the hat at the end of the night for their charity. And we suggest a $20 donation per person, plus, you know, they can tip as well. And we did Arts and Autism last month, and we raised um, around $4,600 for them. Wow. So we're trying to raise money for a new playground for kids with autism, and so they said that's going to be a huge help for them. And our next charity is May 7th. Uh, Tips for Tuscaloosa will help the Preservation Society of Tuscaloosa County, which is... Um, they're actually take care of the, the older homes that need to be um, taken care of. And so they're working on a, a house saving and rescuing a house right now that is in need of some major renovations and um, refurbishing. So um, to keep the downtown area, you know, looking nice and um, making sure we restore those old homes. Fantastic! It's it's great work, and uh, and that that's a great project. Um, I I was listening, but did did you say when that was launched? Tips for Tuscaloosa. It's uh, it's the, our first monthly uh, project was last month. Okay. And um, this will be May seventh. Will be our second one, and then in June we're doing June eleventh. We're doing the Humane Society, so we're going to have a pups on the porch. Um, you know, an outdoor one where you can bring your dogs, and we're going to raise money for the Humane Society as well. So our goal at the end of the year is to really look back at the entire 12 months and see how, how music impacted the community and, and how we could have a music program, and it helped the community at the same time and, and see what all we were able to accomplish. And hopefully it will become something that's not just in Tuscaloosa. We'll do tips for our town all over. And so people will be able to uh, pick these dates up online as as you continue to schedule these each month? Yep, absolutely. Great. 
well, I'd like to uh, thank you, Hope, for for making the time today, and uh, you know, <laughs> for for doing all this while you, while you're driving. I, I really appreciate. Oh yeah. Uh, appreciate you making the time and and, and all the uh, all the insight that you've shared with the listeners. Very much appreciated. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, a formal thank you here to Hope Cassidy. Please visit her website at www.hopecassidy.co, and that's Cassidy with a T, C A S S I T Y. Find her all over social media. She is on Facebook. She's on Twitter. She's on Reverb Nation. She's all over the place. Purchase her music as well, iTunes, cdbaby.com, her own website, which I just mentioned. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's all. No other fields to fill out. And, of course, uh, please do subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. I mentioned before, it really does help when you give a nice review uh, on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, and you can click on the stars to uh, give it a rating. Um, Thank you to everyone that's been doing that. It's really fun to watch uh, all those come in. Uh, We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thank you for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from today's guest, Hope Cassidy. As promised, this is the one we just talked about. It's called Sweet Southern Sun. Sweet Southern Sun, dry up my tears. An ocean wave. Don't leave me here All alone To face the pain And sweet southern sun Keep me company today Southern sun, keep me 
day.